You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 105. Kiss the beak, smooch the haystack. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that gets absolutely pissed because you cannot find anything on Facebook. My name is Jim Purcell. I am Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And it's good to have you back for another episode of the Savage Fincast, the internet's only Savage Dragon and Eric Larson dedicated podcast. It hasn't been that long since our last episode, honestly. We've actually managed to get a few out in a row, so it's actually uh, business as usual. Which, yeah, uh, I don't want to hear any shit about us being all lackadaisical. We've been knocking these bastards out of the park. Even got our retro in, too. Well, we got two retros in. Guys, after That's 10 right. years, I would say that we're a well-oiled machine. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. What Ten kind of years, machine man. would you describe us as? Um, One grinding and burning and uh, bursting and many words. Grinding and burning. I've never had such an insulting machine comparison in my life. When I take the cover off, dust pours Sounds out. Sounds like a Saturday night. <laughs> so let's get right into whatever the hell we do here and uh, got some news. You know what? I think it is important to tell new listeners what we do here. This is Savage Fincast. Did We've I... been doing this bad boy for 10 years. We're the greatest, ten okay? 10 years. Do you hear me? We need We're to number one. Ten I mean, years. they're impressed by that, but I just go with it. This is the year of Savage Dragon Fincast. <laughs> That's my Todd McFarlane, baby. Yeah, um, got it. That'll be more relevant in a minute. I've, um, I've, the, I've actually been hearing him talk more recently because he does his uh, videos about his action figure stuff, and since I care now about action figures, I now get to hear him talk about his action figures. Does he call his uh, podcast Todd Servations? <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know. I haven't listened that closely. <laughs> I've mostly just uh, been listening to uh, clips. You know what? Normally we do kick it off with the news, but I'm feeling fun and fancy free. I'm going to have some apologies. <laughs> apologies. You're, yeah, I'm going to start off with. Uh, well, I don't. Ap- I don't apologize. That's just the way it is. I am, but bro. I can harmonize. I wanna... Well, <laughs> even though it sounds like shit. If I may, I would like to apologize for dropping the ball on uh, Savage Dragon Retro Fincast, uh, issue number eight, because uh, Eric Larson made a Paul, or not, not a Paul Dragon, uh, he made a uh, Finn Boner joke all the way back in Savage Dragon number eight. And I made such a hilarious bit about it before the recording, <laughs> and then we did the recording and I didn't say shit about it. So I would like to atone for my sins by highlighting that. Um, if you have your Savage Dragon number eight, crack it open. 
and flip to the letter section, and you will see uh, the legendary Finn ca- uh, Savage Finn Savage Dragon Finn boner joke in print, preserved for all time. There was like a cryo capsule gift waiting to be discovered by us. So that was my apology. And there is actually something else. There was something else we fucked up on, but as I'm doing this, we didn't this, fuck up on anything. Come on. Yeah. Only okay. only happy ac- only happy accidents here. Yeah, man. I like this. All right, positive energy going right into news item number one. Yeah, it's more ambivalence, to be honest. Ambivalence? Is that the word? Wouldn't you say ambivalence? I'm just what? kidding. I, I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I learned to speak by, by, by reading, so you might be right about that. I literally don't by reading know. comic books. Yeah, I literally well, don't no. know. So reading actual books. I, I actually didn't read comic books. Like a Craig a zap. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how to spell Majul, uh, pronounce Majul, Majulner until I was much older. Isn't it Mjolnir? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, just checking. All right, so news item number one. North Force Zero, Eric revealed that with the upcoming issue of Savage Dragon featuring North Force on the cover, we're actually going to be getting a pretty sweet little uh, one-shot, little uh, side print dealy. Uh, it's going to be North Force number zero uh, is how it's going to be billed with the North Force logo designed by Fran Delgado, uh, Canada's premier super team. And just a little heads up for those who don't realize what's going on with this. You're not getting a whole new issue. Don't get scared. North Force isn't an ongoing title. It's uh, a promo gimmick. North Force is going to be Savage Dragon 259, but instead of backups and letters, there's going to be bio pages of the team, and some story content will be different. That's the most tantalizing bit of that whole, of this whole thing. So, gotta wonder what the little. Uh, it's not going to be just your average um, sort of reprint of Savage Funnies, where you got a purple cover and there's not a newsprint effect. There's going to be a little something extra to this uh, North Force Zero. So I'm going to ask you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Somebody was crying, crying on my Facebook. And they were like, Eric's been making me double dip a lot lately. So how, how are you feeling about this North Force thing? Zero. North Force Zero specifically. Well, I'll tell you, Raven. I feel zero. You feel nothing? Yeah, not really. I mean, I mean uh, maybe, probably. I'm getting it, man. I want it. I'm hyped. I gotta support North Force. What about you, Craig? So what do you think? Uh, if you, if we all buy enough North Force, we'll get North Force number one? Yes. <laughs> that's the plan? That's, that's the, the, plan. End, that's the end goal? Let's all move, yeah. <laughs> let's be a united North Force support force. It might be cool, you know, if someone has no idea that it's a tie-in with Dragon, just, well, I guess he's on the front, but if they're going to buy it just for the novelty of it, maybe it will make a fan out of somebody that normally doesn't collect Dragon. It does seem like um, it is a, um, kind of like the Mighty Man issue, or the, uh, oh, it's another good example, well, the other Mighty Man issue. I'm trying to think of the last time he put out a one-shot. I'm pretty sure it was the uh, the Mighty Man one from a few years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I support it, I think, mostly because I think it is kind of uh, really cool to have, like, this feel like a new thing for people. 
they'll have the bios, you know, there to introduce them to North Force. That's going to be cool for Savage Dragon readers who are taking the double dip. Because you're going to be getting those bios plus whatever the extra story content is. Right. And um, the thing, the thing I, I, I like fascin- it. The thing I find fascinating about it is that if he's going through all this trouble of making it a, a, a kind of a variant zero per se, plus all the bios and everything, right. to me that means that these guys are probably going to stick around for a bit and not, you know, be cannon fodder. Um, you sure about that? You sure it's not? A, I'm not sure. Sure it's not going to be. Seems a, like you sure it's not going to end with a book full of corpses. <laughs> that would be amazing too, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just seems like to put all that effort into bios and stuff, he wouldn't kill them immediately. <laughs> I think it's. I don't neat. know. No, I do think it's. I, that's a great point you make, Craig. I feel like um, it's real easy in Malcolm's era to feel like you know if he meets a bad guy, they're just going to get fucking killed, or. You know, even the people he meets, like Captain Tootsie, you know, you don't necessarily see Tootsie all the time or whatever else, right? So it's kind of hard to, like, gauge, like, who is and is not important to Malcolm's world. But I agree with you. I feel like going to all this trouble kind of emphasizes that these are not, you know, throwaway characters. And it's, we talked about, we touched on it, like, in the earlier, like, the previous Fincasts, but, um... It's kind of cool to have so much like new uh, superheroic costume design going on by Eric and new characters. Like you never know, like which one of these characters is going to go the distance, which one's going to get killed. Like, are we going to have a like long running like guy going like seventy issues, you know, out of North Force? Who knows, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I I just thought they were going to be throwaway characters because the names are based on sports teams. It seemed like, uh, you know, just gonna throw these names and the guys will be dead in two issues anyway you know (laughs) but uh i don't know the designs are cool as hell i'll tell you that yeah it is cool i really i hope i hope they stick around i really hope they're not uh cannon fodder oh you know what it's time to mock people (laughs) i promise that we would yo uh if you uh, see this cover and the first thing out of your mouth is Alpha Flight, just go into the, you know, go, if you go into the utility room, find a claw hammer and just bash your genitals into jelly, that would be, per- be perfect. I would love that if you could do that for me. So if, if you look at this and that's the other thing, if you see uh, the Canadian and you see and you just say, oh, it's Captain Canuck. <laughs> I want you to just uh, grab your favorite toaster, put on a nice... Your favorite hot, toaster. Yep, put on a nice hot bath, you know, just something cool. Maybe we'll throw some rose petals down for ambiance. And plug that son of a bitch in and jump on in, because the world would be better off without you. <laughs> Harsh words from our one Raven Perez. Yep, and uh, now you know the rest of the story. So, so should we jump into the next news item? Please. <laughs> A <laughs> uh, couple of days ago, Eric released the cover to Savage Dragon 261. Can't believe we're already on looking at 261's cover. Uh, a pretty damn cool cover. 261, the caption on the cover says, Double the dragons, double the action, and into the hornet's nest. And it's got uh, Paul Dragon with a new... Uh, bionic arm a la cable 
and Malcolm uh, and his favorite, what do you, what do you call those, baseball t-shirt or something? I don't know. Yeah. Onesie. Uh, <laughs> uh, smashing through a ton of glass into the reader's face. But, man, Paul Dragon looks cool as hell with that bionic arm. And I don't know. I'm I'm really into his little mini croissant fin. He fucking does, dude. He looks so badass on this cover. I love I'm, the metal arm. Yeah. No more. Uh, it is one armed uh, Paul. It is a very cool cover. Uh, it is cool to see Paul with the arm. Uh, I think a lot of people are seeing it as a callback to that classic Spider-Man cover. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. We got a little sneak peek. Behind the scenes, or Eric tried to recreate that cover from Spider-Man, and off the top of my head, I can't think of the number. Uh, Spider-Man I gotta, I gotta twenty-one. Right here for you. The, the, yeah, the, the adjective list Spider-Man twenty-one. Yep. Uh, Eric from part of Eric's famous run on that title, uh, and it's got Deathlock back to back with uh, Cyborg Spidey, um, who seemed to have caught a lot of attention for unknown reasons, but people love Cyborg Spidey, even though he appeared in, what, two two comics? It's a variant costume in the new Spider-Man game. Yeah. That is what it is. So Eric tried to do an homage to himself, and it just didn't, he couldn't get it to work, so he scrapped it. But he did give us on uh, the Savage Dragon fan page on Facebook, gave us a little sneak peek on that. It's cool to know that, like, uh, you know, and Eric doesn't really move, like, dragon pages or issues or covers very often. But it's cool to know that if you were to buy that one on the back of the, you know, the cover that got used is the aborted attempt. <laughs> is it on the back of that? I didn't realize that. That is what he said, yes. Ah. Just flipped it over and started drawing the cover he actually went with. You know, it's funny that I mentioned, like, it's crazy how much um, Malcolm towers over Paul. And Malcolm's 6'6", and Paul's 5'10", so it's a big difference. Yeah. Little Paul. Small Paul. (laughs) Small ball Paul. Small Paul. I think, you know what, it's worth mentioning, too, like, for anybody who's confused about the fin, bro, the shadow on the fin on this cover tails the tail. If, if you're confused at all about the fin as a design thing, I want you to look at the fin on the cover. It's got a shade. It's got the shading to indicate what's going on. It tells the so story. So it's right not there. attached all the way down to his forehead. It kind of sticks out sticks a little up. bit like yep. Malcolm's fin. The croissant comes up. The front of it. sticks out. Speculation time. What do you guys think the hornet's nest is? I think it's just all those shards of glass are busted through. <laughs> Like, they just smash through, and then, like, Paul looks at Malcolm, and he's like, why did we do that? Yeah, pretty much. I'm just saying, you know, it's like getting stung by a lot of hornets going through plate glass like that. (laughs) Self-defenestration. No, it's awesome. It's a kick-ass cover. Uh, I love it. I think it's uh, probably that's it for news, right? You fellas want to roll it? we got a pretty meaty letter section going on today. We do. Thank you, letter writers. Uh, Jim, you want to tell them what the previous, what the prompt was that got everybody's pins waggling? Yep. So last time we had a interesting conversation question of who was the quote-unquote greatest Savage Dragon villain of all time. 
and you, some of you, had opinions, and now we're going to read them. Hey there, Jim, Craig, and Raven. I've been listening to the FinCast for around two years now and figured it was well past time I wrote in. As for the interesting question this time around, I think in terms of scope, Cyberface had the most power for the longest time and gave Dragon a ton of trouble at the height of the Savage World stuff. So he'd be, so he'd be my choice for the greatest villain. In his initial appearances during the Overlord era, I was really uninterested in him as a character, but upon rereading the Savage World stuff, I really took to him, in large part because he was one of the few villains who actually managed to pull off world domination for a time. My favorite, on the other hand, is 100% Dart, with no competition. I find it really cool that she was a legacy character who managed to stand on her own so incredibly well, despite visually being nearly identical to the original uh, iteration of the character. She may have ended up a complete psychopath, but take up the mantle, she certainly did. Uh, rest in peace, Dart 2. <laughs> and... You didn't put... Wait, who wrote this? This is still him. Oh, it's still... Oh, there's more letter. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what's GBNF? Yeah, what's GBNF? Goodbye. Goodbye, now fuck off. What? <laughs> Grow balls, nerd fart. Something like that. <laughs> uh, he continues... I'm not 100% sure if you guys still take listener topics or not, but there's one off. Uh, but here's one on the off chance. Would you like to see another multiple part event in the level of the Savage World storyline that completely changes or shakes things up, or would you prefer more of the Monster of the Week plus Family Shenanigans style stories with some ongoing plot points we've had for the majority of Malcolm's era? Personally, I'm really into the current stuff, but it's clear Eric has it, has it down to a science and still managing to keep the approach fresh each time, though I'd also be down to see him pull off another mon- mon- monumental shakeup with the newer cast. You guys are a total blast, and by the uh, you guys are a total blast, and by this point, a quintessential part of my dragon reading experience. Keep on kicking ass. Uh, this is from Connor. I'm going to butcher your last name. Tierney. 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 Thank you, Connor. Uh, right off the bat, I would say I would like a bigger, like, arc-driven uh, story. But even, like, the Savage World was largely done in ones. Just all, you know, just kind of all leading to something. It just it wasn't really a huge build-up. Uh, so you can do both. At least Eric has shown that he can do both. It would be nice to see a big shake-up. But in a way, moving to Canada was that big shake-up. Yeah, it's funny. Um... It's easy to think that, like, you know, the book has gone without a huge shakeup, but you're in retrospect, yeah, Canada was kind of a reboot button, really. It, it, it certainly uh, recontextualized everything uh, Malcolm was doing and changed his trajectory by quite a lot. So, yeah, I would say we've kind of been seeing that already. Although I get what he's saying. He probably wants he wants more like a world-shattering event of some kind. But the thing is, Eric's already done a world-shattering event. Where, where to go from here? I so, think world... Go ahead. All I was going to say is that me, for me personally, um, the point of the Savage World was to bring the book back into focus on Dragon and sort of pare down sort of the group dynamic and have it be more Dragon-centric. Right. Um, to that end, I actually am going to say that I would prefer that it stick to the Monster of the Week style, kind of like, let us enjoy this current setup. Uh-huh. 
because I personally don't think that the book would benefit from cutting all the cast down and like focusing hyper focus on Malcolm. Right. Because I think Malcolm has a stronger cast now with Tootsie and Maxine and you know, you got Paul in the mix and Alex and Angel, Angel. and Frank Jr. It's it's so good. I kind of would I would hate to see that all flushed away, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I do agree. trust I trust that he would do a good job if he chose to do that. But uh yeah, I would hate to see it all go away right now. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a lot of fan backlash after the Savage War. Oh, I believe I it. Mean, People hate change. Looking back, I love it now, but I can tell you when that first happened, it was like it went from the Savage Dragon that everyone knows to like a commandy type comic, and people just lost their shit about it. People are weird because um, I mean, I, in a bad way. That's where but, I started in Savage Dragon, so for me, it's always been that way. Right. I miss um, the dynamic. I miss the hate because that wasn't kind of where I jumped in again. Because you know, I had that big gap. So yeah, I totally miss that people like freaked out about it. Yeah, I I like those big events, but they have to be few and far between because then they're not so special. Um, yeah. But I, I'm with you, Ray. I like the cast. I'm not so much into the monster of the week, like one and done story. I like some slow burns where things appear and then come back, you know, four issues later, five issues later. Um, I wish there was a little more of those kind of arcs where there's a kind of a, a setup and it pays off down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking more of like a hybrid, but, but world shattering events, those have to be few and far between for me. Do you um, say around issue 300, which is only really now at this point, like four years away at the pace we're doing, would you tolerate, do you think, a world-shattering event at issue 300 a little better than you would now, you think? I don't know. I know it's hard to predict where you'll be in four years, but I'm saying, like, do you think you could be like, yeah, you know, we've had four years of Canada. Or not four years I think world shattering is the wrong thing. Like, I think maybe a major development or something, but world shattering to me is like a savage world event where, you know, things have completely changed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a major event, like the death of someone, you know. I'm not even sure what you could do as like a world shattering event unless you wanted to like toss Malcolm into space or... Yeah, you could have space adventures. It could turn into a cosmic book or something. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, there's some some options. It's just it seems like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Jesus, for a while, uh, wasn't Eric saying, how would you guys feel if this turned into more of like a soap opera book? Right. You know, there was less action just talking, you know. I mean, I don't put anything past Eric. You're right. I remember when he was asking that, and I think everybody was like, "Oh, we like fighting." I got a little scared. <laughs> what <laughs> fighting though? Won't there be fighting sometimes? <laughs> Man, Eric's strong point is like fisticuffs, so I got a little little scared. Nah, that's bullshit. He does great talking heads. Well, he, he does man, great conversation, not talking heads. He can do really good conversation too. So I, I yeah, I do, but I I don't know. The way, I, I love his. I do have to say that I love his action. I would I would hate mm-hmm. to see him not have any action. <laughs> you guys are cowards, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> cowards and cowards all around me. Craig, would so, you like to uh, hit us up? 
Well, I was just going to say, um, any listeners out there that want to answer that question of, would you like to see a multiple part event on the level of the Savage World storyline, or would you prefer more of the Monster Week? You know, write in and answer uh, Connor's question. Let us know your thoughts on that. But that is. I not, also just want to throw that is not the interesting conversation. It's don't get it's not, but. <laughs> Um, well, we can't keep asking people to throw out interesting conversations if we're not going to use them. But um, I do yeah, want to res- mention respond to both. Yeah, I do want to mention that um, Connor puts out a pretty cool comic. I bought like he 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 has a collection that's almost manga style, like digest style of uh, his own character. Uh, it's Kid Eastwood, right? Kid Eastwood, yeah. Which, if you're a fan of Savage Dragon, it's it feels influenced by Savage Dragon. I don't know if that's where he got his influence from, but it's it's a it's a fun read and worth checking out. I don't know if I know he was selling a limited run, and he puts out um, individual issues. Um, unfortunately, I don't know his website off the top of my head, but if you look up Kid Eastwood on Google or something, and Connor Tierney, you can probably find it. Yeah, if you go to uh, Google and you look up Kid Eastwood Webtoon or go to webtoons.com and look up Kid Eastwood, he's got seven issues to read completely free. And, Craig, I do have to agree with you that, like, uh, Kid Eastwood is – it's definitely, like, among – you know, there's other things that have influenced him. But what's yeah. cool is that, like, it's definitely to me, I feel a dragon influence for it's sure. It's like a, a One Punch Man and dragon influence wrapped up, and absolutely, dude. Yeah. All right, yeah. so let's jump into our. Ne- we got a lot of letters to get through. Um, this letter's from Tony M, and Tony says, "Yo, Fincast crew, here's my reply for the latest query regarding the best Savage Dragon villain, the Claw. Here's why." <laughs> Technically, he's not a dragon villain, as he was the Daredevil's main antagonist. But when he appeared in the late 190s, he was a true menace and had power levels above and beyond most dragons' rogues gallery. Dude had electrical powers, eye beams, super strength, and best of all, rapid size growing ability, and that's without penis pills. (laughs) He had... He had an arrogance, an old-school 1940s villainous streak that was threatening in an extreme way. Extreme. <laughs> I think he punched out Powerhouse and tore up some other freaks limb from limb while Thunderhead watched in horror. Maybe the better question is what the best underutilized dragon villain is. Is what the best? Yeah, what the best underutilized dragon villain is. We all know the Claw has was beheaded by one of Daredevil's boomerangs after being weakened by. Wait for it, Jim. Air Force Boo. jets. <laughs> I think a better way to finish the claw off was to find a way to release Universo on him when at full size. His visual was cool too, as he's not one to be confused for any other villain. What with the yellow skin, clawed hands, and gaping maw loaded with some serious canine teeth. Yeah, his time in the book was brief, but I remember thinking that the dude was definitely way beyond Malcolm's ability to handle, which he was. He just seemed like a villain that would stick around for longer, but was it wasn't meant to be. Interesting enough, the Claw's fate was shared by another promising villain, Scourge. Yes. Totally Thanks, agree. Tony. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't that big a fan of the Claw, to be honest. I mean, he was a pretty powerful dude, but I don't know. I, seem, I feel like he got enough, uh, 
enough of the, the spotlight and dragon. He he never felt like a dragon character. Yeah, he was almost too dangerous. I liked him for that reason. I actually agree with a lot of what Tony said. Yeah. The claw was just did really actually seem like just a fucking a guy in a different league entirely. And yeah. it's cool to note that Eric did the design that was in there. Like it was like the original claw was pretty gross and racist looking. Right. And yeah. so the one that made it into Savage Dragon was just more or less like an Eric Larson creation. So That's true. It is cool to think. I forgot that, like, Thunderhead was a fucking claw flag. Yeah, his little lackey. That was the whole thing, is he was trying to resurrect his dad, but he resurrected the claw by mistake. Right. Yeah. And the claw just fucking killed that dude and was like, you're my flunky now. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Air That's Force crazy. Jets. I'm not, Air Force I'm not Jets sure about too. other underutilized villains, uh, per se. Um, I'd have to really think about that one. There's a ton of the old vicious well, circle a, guys that were such cool visuals. visuals that but were I'm talking never about used. I mean, he's talking about like real actual villains who were around and then are, were gone too soon. Who actually did? I something. know. I, I got one. I got one. Who is who is the guy from um, Dimension X? Oh, so, the demon. Oh, guy? Demon Seed. Yeah, he was like. I thought he was going to be the oh, next. Big I thought thing, he was a was chump like... from the beginning because he he, <laughs> he had freaking. He was like a he was like a nihilist or uh, yeah other like uh, uh, he was a nihilist for Savage Dragon. Yeah, but uh, characters like that are like the freaking Atlantean who are fucking chumps to be chumps. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this bitter takedown. <laughs> I love the Atlantean. Damn it. I like Scourge. Again, like, as far as an underutilized villain. Uh, I guess he's villain, qualifies now. Yeah, I just think he was, like, basically, like, had all the potential to just be a real terror of a villain. And then and, womp womp. Dart, yeah, Dart is highly underutilized now. Who, Dart? Yeah. <laughs> you mean leg? Leg yeah. in the middle of a blood pool? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll... I'll I know Tony listed it in his email, but my most underused guy, underutilized guy, would definitely be Scourge for sure. Oh, you know what? There's an easy, there's an easy option for this. It's mm. it's Cadaver. He really only did the one thing. Abner and you Cadaver. You never saw him again. Yeah, Abner Cadaver. True. He he. One, after that thing with Dragon dying and coming back, we never really see him again. And in the Savage World, his history is different, but he's a character I think could definitely be a big player if Eric ever thought to bring him back. And he never has. Good point. And I think what's funny is that if you consider how Dart went from like, you know, uh, just like, oh, here's part of Freak Force, you know, and a critical hero, but then like you have Dart 2 who's just like one of the most badass villains of all time. Right. It's like Eric definitely has the ability to escalate these jobbers into like superstars. Right. So, yeah, it'd be and crazy. Abner Cadaver is a string. He could literally just pop up anywhere at any time. I do, I do love in that. In, like, a new, new form of some kind. <laughs> just a string. Just a string? Just an evil string, dude. That's so cool. I think we need to get on to this next letter. We need to keep him rolling. Right. We I do. Jim, take it me. away. We got, hey, guys, I think the best villain in Savage Dragon Comics is Powerhouse. Our chicken-headed friend is the best representation of the amazing kind of characters you can find within the pages of Savage Dragon. 
My initial reaction to this character was that he was a joke, but I was pleased to read as he developed into an amazing adversary and a character overall. He, along with the likes of Brain Ape, or Brainy Ape, Dung, and countless more, taught us that it was it takes more than an interesting vi- uh, visual to make a well-rounded character. While I am here, I wanted to share my thought on the new Mako. Are we sure he's going to adopt the Mako name? The only person to call him Mako to his face was Paul, and he gets uh, enthusi- he gets an enthusiastic fuck you and a punch in the face uh, in response. It's likely he will indeed go by Mako, but it is something I noticed. Keep up the good work, Ken uh, Albury. Oh my God! Real quick before you guys res- before you guys respond to Ken. I just remembered the second thing that I was supposed to apologize at the top of the FinCast for. Okay. Are you ready? Dudes, okay, thank you, Ken, for jogging my memory. We had this huge, lengthy fucking diatribe about how we were so excited about the Executioner and being a serial killer and how would that be portrayed or whatever else. When, after the FinCast was done and after the issue released and we started talking to other FinHeads... It was so goddamn obvious that he was a Punisher metaphor. And I knew that, that. I thought we talked about that. No, we didn't really talk no. about that. Wait, a, wait we a minute. Talk- no. You didn't get that? We knew that he was a Punisher thing, but dude, we went on about serial killers and, oh, it'd be so cool. That's oh, what serial- the Punisher is. He's a serial killer. I thought that was, like, obvious. That's you why did- I didn't say you- anything. You didn't bring this to the last FinCast. You let me and Craig go on about serial killer documentaries and... You know, sewing people's mouths shut and crazy serial killer shit and trophies. <laughs> well, there's different of, kinds of serial killers. Well, this is on you, Jim, because you didn't step up <laughs> and you didn't correct us. You let us sound like I assholes. I kind of thought his Punisher shirt was kind of... Don't bring me into this. I knew. I'm not an asshole, okay? You didn't know. You were talking about his serial killers, name too. Is, his name yeah. is the fucking Executioner. Yeah, yeah. It's a play on the Punisher. Oh, my God. I don't think he's going to go around and be a... Uh, uh, a good guy and yeah, you but know. the serial the serial killer aspect is what I'm talking about. I mean, my we my, my takeaway is that you know the difference would be is that he doesn't actually punish; he just kills people. <laughs> so he, he does right. he ha- has the punishers like methods, but sure. he doesn't have any like he doesn't have any like uh, said sure any scruples. Well, he had to punish a punisher shirt on. He's called the executioner. Then why were you agreeing? Don't, don't you rope me into this? Dude, don't no. you? Don't I you am. dare. I am because we have a don't recording. We have a recording of you talking about like, yeah, cool. What kind of crazy serial killer things could what be? Is, in- so what does that mean? As in, I wouldn't consider the picture. It's not my fault that when you hear serial killer, the only thing you can think of is Hannibal Lecter. I mean, that's what I'm saying is that like that was a dumb mistake in hindsight. All right, let's Jim roll the tape. Let's listen. To I'm this. not going to roll any tapes that would require editing oh, and work. You know what? Take my word for it. Here, let me, let, me, let me click the tape. I'm Raven. I'm a big idiot. La, la, oh. la, la, la. <sighs> what All right. We, we, need to, we need to respond to Ken. Yeah, here. Ken. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. This guy, he has apology complexes. <laughs> sorry. All right. In, in reacting to Ken's take. Go ahead. Oh, me? Now? Is it okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think this guy's going to take Mako's name. That would be dumb. Uh, but the main thing. Um, wait, what's the question? Yeah, we just I lost the question. Your damn apologies. No, he's just telling you he likes Powerhouse the best. Oh well, Powerhouse is a very good villain. Of course, I like Powerhouse more because he's like a morally ambiguous antagonist. 
Sure. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, what's funny is he actually definitely, I think, like is up there among the like all time, like as a memorable visual, like Ken said. Oh, like yeah. You said morally ambiguous. Like he's a fucking awesome character. So powerhouse to keep that mask on. Mm hmm. Needs to keep his mask on. It's constantly falling. Well, off. that's been annoying me. That that's <sighs> power. <laughs> Powerhouse's mask because coming off all the time is actually my second biggest current modern dragon annoyance. Right after <laughs> fucking blood, <laughs> and then behind that is jets. <laughs> Powerhouse mask. It goes. It, it goes. Blood mask jets. That's the order, Eric. <laughs> Sorry. What if? Ho- Do hear you me love out. Blood and freak out together. What yes. if? Hear me out. An Air Force jet shot Max Mercury. His blood shot in Powerhouse's eyes, and his mask <laughs> fell off. Would you quit reading? I'd be unhappy. I'd frown. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just he, would be amazing. he was a villain, a vicious circle heavy hitter for decades, and now it's a problem. What? <laughs> The mask is getting old, dude. It's getting tattered. That's cr- he's yeah, he's an old man. Half God. <laughs> his brain that mask, shouldn't, that mask shouldn't come off his face unless he wants it to come off his face. Like, I don't, I don't, even, snakes... I don't even think of it. I don't even think of it as a mask when he's in chicken form. It's like part of him. It only comes off when he wants to go back to human form. What if it like when he's making out with his uh, homegirl Venom? Is it Venom? Uh, no, her name or fever. 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 What if when he's making out with uh, fever, like the little snakes are biting him and shit, and yeah. it's just weakening him? Would he be making out with her as a chicken or as a human? Chicken, dude. Look at that body. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, but like, a fucking beak yeah, the, all on her the face. The beak is kind of concerning. She's got gross <laughs> snake hair. She can't be picky. She's going to be like, I can't kiss this gross beak. And he'd be like, well, you got a fucking well, head full of goddamn mouths. How do you kiss be so, a beak? It wouldn't be so bad about kissing the beak. It's more about getting kissed by the beak. Because it's a beak. <laughs> I guess you can use his tongue. Fincast title, Kissing the Beak. <laughs> kissing the Beak. I'm typing that well, you down. Just, you just smooch the, the, the haystack and like smooch the smoothness of the beak. It's just when he nibbles at her, it's just not great. Smooch the haystack is a strong contender. <laughs> Kissing the beak, Dash. Smooch the haystack. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, you That's don't you don't, don't think about this about stuff. This is, this is like obvious stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the haystack. <laughs> I don't think that Faco will adopt Mako's name. I think he will become the Executioner, which Executioner is a badass name for a shark character. And I do hope he wears the shark shirt. I mean, the uh, Punisher shirt. <laughs> yes. So just to add there, like, because I thought I, of the visual of him in the shark shirt. I mean, him in the Punisher shirt as a shark man would be goddamn awesome. So just saying. Give, throwing give, that give out. I, think, good, give. I think we brought it up, but will you think he'll have the ability? I think we brought up last Fincast, but will he have the ability to switch back from human form, kind of like Dark? I don't think so. It'd be cooler if he did, to me. Honestly, I hope he just kind of explodes at some point. <laughs> I I envision that he doesn't call himself anything, and just people call him Mako, because he looks like Mako. Right. Because that makes sense. He wouldn't call himself anything? He'd get, be, get un- like his own name, maybe, but... He's been calling himself Executioner all this time. 
Why would you just say, like, oh, shit, though, I do look like Mako now. Better call myself nothing. Like, that doesn't make sense. All right. Well, shit all over my theory. I just did. I know. Thanks. I appreciate it. Kiss the beak. Can we move on now? Next letter. Kiss the beak. Smooch a haystack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's time to move to the next letter. We will. We will. (laughs) All right. God damn it. Dear Fincast crew, let me just say that whereas DC Comics' Holy Trinity consists of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, you fine gentlemen are the authentic three amigos. Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin Short being illegitimate I'm pretenders. Steve huh? I'm Steve Martin. <laughs> well, calling it. I guess I get to be Chevy Chase. Um, leaving Jim, the Martin Short straw. Sounds right. Um, <laughs> being illegitimate <laughs> pretenders to the throne you are a triumvirate of triumph a trio of brio now as per your query regarding a favorite villain that would be a three way tie between glum mako and shark eh, party foul mm-hmm. can't do it three way ties are for cowards <laughs> you heard it here continue continue raven you heard it here Sounds first like martin short would say that is very martin short take they resonate in terms of look, badassery, and influence in the book. A three-way of debauchery, I might add, that I, and most likely Maxine, would love to see. Sadly, the odds of seeing that have been lessened by that killer double-page spread, but I still hold out hope. I should point out that Shart is the best sobriquet ever coined by man. It's immeasurably delightful. I dare say, delicious. It's a Marilyn Monroe. Quote, Google it. When she stands on the vent and the air blows up her skirt, Satiris was even nice enough to share a YouTube clip of that moment so that we got the <laughs> reference. Sincerely, Satiris Gravis. P.S. The villain I despise most was featured prominently on the cover of Savage Dragon 226. P.P.S. If you don't hear from me in the new future, it's because I made an online purchase of Michael Jackson's hyperbaric oxygen chamber and plan to ride out COVID in suspended animation. Wish me luck. It's a one-of-a-kind one uh, kind letter writer, letter hack. We, Fincast definitely has a letter hack in you, Sotiris. Thank you so much. Um, Jim has declared that you are a coward. You cannot do three-way ties. I expect I, to hear... I have a hundred-way tie favorite villain. <laughs> yeah? Do you know you know uh, who the villain is on 226 that he's referring to? I was mm. going to guess, but now I'm not sure. Lay it on me. Uh, the Orange Man. Oh! Wait, who's the Orange Man? You know who the Orange Man is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Wait, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, he who shall not be Wait a named. Minute. Orange Man. We're not allowed to talk about him anymore. Those times are past. The dark times are over. We're into the new era. Of I literally have no idea who you guys are talking about. I'm gonna... His name rhymes with Tronald Drumpf. Oh, oh, wow. That was all the way back in 229? Holy crap. Time You're fired. 226. 226, my friend. Well, it's certainly a good real-life villain, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, kudos to Eric for avoiding all of the uh, juicy, juicy news morsels. You know what? This is a great point to throw this on. People were asking Eric to draw Bernie in the mittens in oh the pages God. of Savage Dragon. Really? Fuck, are you fucking kidding me? Have like, you ever meme, met the man? Meme humor in Savage Dragon? No. I mean, never. he did 
seeing Wrecking Ball that time. Who? Malcolm. Oh. He came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, but that's not meme humor. That's just a song that was popular at the time. I mean, what wh- what is a meme if not that? It's meme is Bernie Sanders and mittens. No, it won't make I mean, any that's sense not true. at all. <laughs> a meme is literally any construct that represents a oh, moment in time. He's saying construct. Uh, no, it's not. So you're telling me pop music is memes? If it is popular enough to be a reference to something. Malcolm singing Wrecking Ball in the shower is a reference. I don't know. References are not memes. Memes are just fucking information shared by people. And it's just. That's music. Popular music. But a a reference is not a meme. Yeah, of course. It it is if enough of a population recognizes it. A meme. A meme is that lawyer that had the cat filter on and he was looking down and he's like, I'm not a cat. That's a meme. <laughs> uh, you do know memes predate the internet, right? Yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> All right. What else? How about right now I'm a gif of Homer walking back into the shrubs. <laughs> right. Now that's a meme. <laughs> it's not a reference. <laughs> when everyone gets up to dance YMCA, they're memeing. No. No, because there it's it's a collective understanding of a of a concept. Is Jesus a meme? Yeah, actually, yes. Religion is a meme. <laughs> All right. Wow. A meme is an idea, behavior, or style that becomes a fad and spreads by means of imitation from person to person. Yep. That's that's why I wouldn't call a pop song a meme, but because but it's it is simply a de- popular but it thing. Is by definition, a meme. It's just our internet age has it's made it. It's not an idea, behavior, or style. It's a, well, it's a style. Music is a style. Right. There's styles of music. No, but Wrecking Ball is just is a popular a song that people in that moment would have been singing. I think there's clearly been a disconnect here at some point, but my point <laughs> stands. You, you, you are entitled to your <laughs> wrong opinion. <laughs> I think there's a disconnect here, but I'm right, you're wrong. Fuck That's off. That's it. Yeah. Wow. If you want um, to write in and tell hey. us the definition of memes, <laughs> find us at Savage Fincast at Savage, Savage Fincast at gmail.com. Um, thank you, Satiris, for writing in. Uh, Answering well, memes only. It actually is awesome to hear from you. However, uh, the hammer has been laid down by the meme master himself, James Purcell. You will have to choose between Glum, Mako, and Shark. You don't get to do a three-way tie, my friend. That's just cheating. No three-way so. dances. They gotta, they gotta fight in the squared circle. Last man standing wins. Yeah, so please, um, if you would be so kind as to uh, give us your future correspondence on that matter, we would appreciate it. Moving right along, I believe we have the final letter. Um, <clears throat> hey guys, just want to drop you a line to say thanks for the consistent awesome work you do with the FinCast. I've been thoroughly entertained through the years. You guys deserve a tip of the fin. A few episodes back, you were all discussing Eric's Spider-Man cyborg arm, and I love the conversation, especially Raven's desire for that arm. Well, this is what fell out of my pencil based on that fin-versation. Continue with the fantastic work and all the best. Thanks, Jeff. Dear listener, I'm sorry that this is merely a podcast and not a million-dollar budget video extravaganza because we would be flashing on the screen right now. A truly magnificent piece of art. Jeff captured my likeness. He gave me the Spider-Man cyborg arm. 
I gotta say, wasn't was, that so you could whack off with it? Yes, dude. <laughs> get your get That's your exactly. get your get your skin caught in the in the in the in the, in the edges. Pin, I would imagine pinchy, that pinch, those probably gi- be worse than Powerhouse's beak. I, <laughs> I love it that you took it back to the beak. I would imagine if it was my cyborg arm that those balls around the bicep would just shoot lube into balls. my palm. And just, be like, <laughs> just be like, and shoot lube like into the palm and it'd be ready to go. Otherwise, what punk? It'd be a what, vibrating arm. Yeah, dude. Why not? Right? I mean, come on. Um, what if, truly, what if lube just excreted from like the ribbed edges, the metal ribbed. I don't know. I, uh, I still see it would me, be like making love to a cheese grater. You don't know until you've tried it. That's all I'm saying. You don't know until you've tried it. Um, thank you, Jeff. Actually, like legitimately jokes aside, that was absolutely incredible. Uh, thank you very much. Um, as I understand it, uh, this is perhaps, you know, my first piece of FinCast fan art. But Jim, he has a, another podcast. He has received fan art as well. I think that means there's just one person here. It's the last girl to, you know, <laughs> sitting on the sidelines waiting to dance. I don't even want one, all right? Fuck it. <laughs> Shit's so lame. Yeah, it's pretty lame. You know it's lame? Not having your own fan art. Yeah, it is. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have the sexy voice like Raven or Jim. You're good. Yeah, your you do. sexy. Yeah. Mine's all, like, nasally. Are you crazy? No, mine's nasally. Jim, yours is. Jim, you have a good more voice. like announcer oh voice. God. Yeah, and Raven is like the character voice. Well, yeah, Raven's freaking supermodel. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, no. Thank you though. <laughs> Appreciate it. You are kind. Um, thank you, listeners. Thank you, everybody who wrote in a letter. Um, Jim and Craig, you both have beautiful faces and voices. Uh, someone please bless these men with their own cyborg arms. They don't have to be for masturbation. They can just have awesome robot arms. So, um, I th- well, they can be. I wouldn't be opposed to it. <laughs> what if someone gives us fan art of Jim kissing the beak? I don't know <laughs> who or what. And parting the haystack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound Smooching. great. <laughs> Make hay. That's why they call it making hay. Wow, it took you <laughs> that long. A roll in the hay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so Tweaking the beak. <laughs> All right, so what's next? Two in the beak, one in the stink. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good, too. I believe Craig is uh, in control of our destiny here at the moment. <laughs> he, he's the one that decides when we roll forward. Sorry. No, that's good. Don't ever apologize for that. Never stop stopping. Then I'd be Raven. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry anymore. You guys good. have destroyed all sorrow Buck that up. was in my heart. I have only hate now. Well, Buck up hate. and get ready. For a finteresting conversation like none other. So I think before we talk about this question, we need to kind of enlighten the listeners of how 
we came across this this interesting conversation with uh, this new Spawn news. It was foreshadowed um, earlier what, in the podcast. What year is this? It's the year of Spawn. Is it 2021 is the year of Spawn. So I, you know more about this than I do. I so guess both Raven and Jim, but all all the news is I'll let you do the conversation, but I'll just give the news. But like basically, all the news is is that Todd McFarlane drops a pipe bomb on Instagram, uh, all social media. He he lets the world know it's like trending on news sites and everything. But like basically, Todd has decided that 2021 is the year of Spawn, and that what that translates into is that he is going to. Um, roll out four new number ones. However, the number three of these four titles, like one's just a one shot, three of these titles are going to go on to be ongoing. The intent is not that they're mini series or limited series, it's the intent is to go as long as they can. And the idea is that with the regular current going like spawn title in the mix, you will have effectively a new Spawn comic every single week of the year. And that is a threat. Yeah. Yeah. And he went on to list the talent involved, and it is kind of like a lot of heavy hitters, new guys, seasoned vets. He's got uh, Art Adams doing some covers, David Finch, Greg Capullo, J. Scott Campbell, uh, he's got Donny Cates as a writer, which Donny Cates is hot as fuck right now in terms of writing. He's on every K- K- fucking Cates thing. Cates is on the rise. He's pretty good. I read a bunch of his books at DC and Image. Yeah, uh, blowing the fuck up. So these are not nobodies, uh, but he also has new fresh talent. And he even shared like some of the previews of the work, and it's really cool. He's got like a dude that paints that I've never heard of. He's got a guy that does clearly like digital work. Uh, one of backflips. <laughs> Just really good stuff. And also, he it's funny because he like lists all the talent, and then he puts himself there at the very end. He's like, I'll also be doing stuff. So <laughs> it's funny, this year of Spawn, that he waited till February uh, 18th to unleash on us. But it's cool. It's big news. Like, it's uh, been, you know, Spawn has had ongoing series, but the intent is to give Spawn readers new Spawn content every single week which is nuts really i mean it's a good time to be a spawn fan who which asked is kind for of, this um well it's worth saying that 300 was huge and uh since 300 spawn sales have been on the rise yeah. since covid comic sales have been on the rise so it's actually a really good time for this is all yeah no so, i know spawn's been on the rise big time 300 was amazing. It was the number one selling comic of 2019. Spawn oh, 300. I didn't know that. Yep. All right. So let's get it. So with that little bit of backstory, let's get into this interesting conversation. Um, so in light of the news that Spawn will now have three new ongoing series so that there is a new issue of Spawn every single week of the year, what three Savage Dragon companion titles would you introduce to fill every week of the year? Every week of the month, though, not of the year, right? Oh, every it, basically when I say every week of the year, I mean every single week in the year. There would, there would be, be a new Savage Dragon. So right. you're talking about 
a, one a week. One a week. So four a month. Four a month, yep. So four titles that would go on month to month. Well, mine are pretty easy. Every week so of the year. do you guys have any? You only need to list three because uh, Ongoing Savage Dragon is the fourth title. So what three Savage Dragon companion okay. titles would you personally introduce to fill it out? One little caveat to this interesting conversation. Jim doesn't like this, so don't feel beholden to it. But if you want to throw in creator, like writer, artist, go for it. But don't feel like you have to. If it makes it easier to just say, I want to see Dart, I want to see Hortus, yada, yada, just do that. All right. So who wants to go first? Take it away, Jim. Jeez. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. All the easy ones. Okay. So obviously we need a Super Patriot book. That mm-hmm. is freaking no-brainer. Most marketable character Eric has ever created. I don't know why there isn't already a Super Patriot series. Crazy. Sure. But of course, you need an artist. There's only one choice that comes to mind, and that is Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That would be great. Fuck yeah. If we can't have Dave Johnson, we can get the other Johnson. Johnson and Johnson, well, baby. I would like to throw out Corey Walker. Ooh. Throw him under a bus? Ow. No, oh. <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, Corey Walker was great on Super Patriot, and yeah, I mean, if he wanted to come back, I wouldn't say no. But not. He's too slow. <laughs> too slow. I mean, yeah. So I assume Super Patriot is one of your choices as well, Craig. No, let Craig do uh, his. What are yours? Well, then obviously the next one has to be, um, shit. Which was it? Oh yeah, we got to have. The free, uh, the Flash Mercury Powerhouse Hour. <laughs> yes, All right, that's one of mine. I didn't have Super Patriot, but that was one of mine. Cool, very cool. Um, who would do that? Is a good question. I definitely want Gary Carlson writing it. Sure, sure. Artist, I I'm up in the air on. Okay. Uh, and your third. Uh, third, I would do Savage Dragon Universe. Oh, you rip off. Yeah, because it All wasn't right. that obvious. Well, just as a heads up for listeners, if you didn't know, one of the titles that uh, McFarlane has is simply called Spawn Universe. Well, I'm not ripping off his. I'm ripping off uh, Invincible Universe. Uh, I mean, you kind of are. No, I'm kidding. Because I'm I'm also ripping off uh, Invincible Universe's artist because the only person I would want on that book is absolutely uh, 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 Todd Knockett. Todd Knockett. Cool. Because he's a fucking amazing artist and I love him. And I would actually have it written by uh, another writer I'm a big fan of, and that's Alex DeCampi, who I think would do awesome. a great job writing a lot of Savage Dragon titles, uh, characters. And that's what, what, what Savage Dragon Universe would be all about, is just highlighting all those characters that just do not have enough time to show up in Savage Dragon proper. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even realize that McFarlane might have seriously been ripping off Invincible Universe. Oh, there's lots of books called Universe. Like, dozens. But I mean the concept. Dozens. It ain't new. Well. It's, okay. It's just Marvel Comics <laughs> Presents. It's just it's just Marvel Team-Up. You're right. You're right. Well, Craig, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, I had four, but if I have to go down to three, this is my three. I say the powerhouse Flash Mercury Fever gang, like uh, Jim said, mm-hmm. uh, drawn, written and drawn by Keith Giffen. You know, I'd probably call Ooh, it, um, I'd actually call it Freak Force now that I think about it. 
uh, Keith Giffen doing his kind of like Kirby-ish drawings. Um, I would love to see Freak Force by Mike Alred. That's a mm-hmm. good choice. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, almost like a different take on it, like some of the same characters. But um, I thought I think seeing Mike Alred take on some longtime Savage Dragon characters would be fun. I mean, we've seen him do Dragon, but not you know like a barbaric or you know ricochet by him would be awesome. Um, and then. I don't know. Either Vanguard by Fosco, bringing an old favorite Vanguard back, or the North Force with Malcolm in it by Rick Leonardi or someone like that. Nice, dude. What would what was your fourth? Just out of curiosity. Well, that's what, I was either free, it was Freak Force Powers or Vanguard or North Force. Mm. Killer. How about you? Killer titles. Um, so get ready. We're about to get juicy, wild, and delicious. I'll get the the lame, easy one out of the way because you guys listed it already. Um, I would love to see that Monster Hunter book, uh, Flash, Mercury, and Powerhouse, just and Fever. So fucking good. Uh, creative team. Uh, Got to be Gary. You know, Frank is fine. Uh, could be any other, like whatever. But just you know. As long as it has that Gary Frank dynamic, I think they did perfect on it. Uh, if you're going to get somebody else, just at least have them flawless in that vein. Like I'm not trying to rewrite something crazy. Like I just yeah. would love to have more of that. It's a right? good team. I should have said that on Vanguard too, but Gary and Frank. I just said Frank, but yeah, that team goes together. Yeah, the feel like can't beat it. Um, Walden Wang's pay per view brawl. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's mm-hmm. a, that's, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I would love to see a series uh, centered around fights because I think Savage Dragon has some of the most kick-ass action. And I think that it would be a great vehicle to have just uh, everybody exposed to the cast of Savage Dragon. You could introduce VC goons that are just in it for the money. You could have heroes that are like getting dragged into it for some reason. You could even in- introduce a new character that could be like kind of like a lead that like in that way he's like your new lead into the book but he's experiencing all these characters but uh you would obviously have that crossover you know malcolm could drag into fights paul could uh it'd just be a showcase of all these characters so that's my like since you put me on the ropes you took my uh savage dragon universe uh walden wang's uh fucking pay-per-view fight thing is my would you just call it wang fight wang fight beautiful (laughs) chef kiss beautiful wing fight and then uh my third and final one uh i'm gonna go wacky once more and say uh adventures in the savage dragon multiverse and this would be a book with revolving talent uh it would just be done in ones and it would explore just different parallel dimension savage dragons uh, that way you could drag in top name talent just as they were free and available. You know, you got Grant Morrison. He clearly is an Eric Larson fan. Bring him in. You got Jim Rugg. He's clearly a Savage Dragon fan. Bring him in. You know, you got all these different dudes. Savage Dragon is a book that is huge in the industry. You know, uh, it's known. Tom Scholey. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Absolutely. So that would be, I hate, this, I hate that I kind of have like two shake, showcase books here. But the difference is their function. 
Like uh, Wang Fight is about highlighting what is existing in the Savage Dragon universe, and uh, the Savage Dragon multiverse is about exploring some of these different. And I think you could have different concepts that would be fun to explore. Like you, know, I actually think. I think that would work best for Eric too, because it's multiverse stuff. Eric doesn't really want anyone messing with his stories or anything that really, I mean, for the most part, you know? Yeah. So if you did like a multiverse, you could have anyone do anything and it really doesn't mean anything to the the main story because it's all multiverse. And it's understood that it's like, kind of like, just like, eh, well, you know, whatever. So you're getting stories like, you know, what if dark dragon, like just continued his life with Alex, like what would happen? You know, you could have a what if vibe. You could have like crazy, like future dragon, like Judge Dread Dragon in there, like all that different stuff. I think it opens it wide the fuck up. So those are my three if I'm doing that. And so I know that's a cheat because that has like revolving talent, but whatever. <laughs> that's cool. So that's it, baby. So uh, let's hear your thoughts, uh, dear listeners. Uh, write into Finteresting Conversations at savagefincast at gmail.com. Let us know who would you put on these books and what books would you pick. So besides Savage Dragon, if you had three other titles that would come out the other three weeks of the month ongoing, what would you pick and who would work on it? And that would be the year of Savage Dragon. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So uh, I think it's about that time. You gentlemen hungry? Do do you have a craving for meat and potatoes? Sure. Let's get into it. I sure do, Raven. (laughs) Let's get into it. Savage Dragon 257. Right off the bat, this cover, baby. We were hyped on it. As soon as we saw it, we were like, oh, yeah. But it's good. It's freaking Thor. I mean, how can you not be hyped with a Thor appearance? Yeah. There's going to be some crazy action. You know when Thor shows up, shit's going to get fucking hectic. <laughs> he is a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Loathsome. <laughs> he is loathsome. We that last... cover is awesome, though. That crack to the head. We last saw him uh, escaping from the confines of Godtown. He was shackled up, and his son, Miki, broke him out. Right? Am I right? Yes. That's right, right. Yes. Okay. In the anniversary issue, last anniversary issue. Right, right. So. Um, and he was blind. Yep. And uh, him and his son had this cool sort of like, you know, bat attack thing where <laughs> his son would be like, father over here. And like Thor would just run over and like, you know, beat the hell out of whatever was over there. Good shit, dude. Very hyped. Dude, I flipped open the this issue and that first page blew me away yeah completely agree dude what a gorgeous cover i mean secondary cover interior cover whatever you want to call it (laughs) first page first page yeah fucking beautiful dude beautiful eric has always drawn very good snow yeah yeah the colors the sky even you know i mean the colors add a lot too but it's just cool i love um I guess her name is, is it Grunhilder yep. we, we learn as we go on. Yep. But her costume with that hat is just different. It's cool. It's very cool. This whole scene, uh, like you said, just like immediately, like you've got like a kick-ass character design. 
You've got the intensity of like the snow field, like that's accomplished via the colors and stuff. But then also too, just like all that shrubbery and shit. Ah, oh, it's just so cool. We got Mickey or Mickey. I don't know how you say it. I would say Mickey. Thor's son. I don't know. Kind of talking to this chick who we've never seen before, who looks like some kind of Viking Valkyrie or goddess or something, or just, I don't know, uh, some frontiers woman. Thou best stay clear of yonder dwelling, fair maiden. (laughs) And then we uh, flip the page and we see why, man. It's our boy Ragnar getting his teeth, uh, Thor doing a little dentistry. Dude, Eric draws the best, like, molars flying in your face. Yeah, it's brutal. Big, chunky molars. It is brutal, dude. Just busting him in the mouth with Mjolnir. And so, just for the listeners, it's Ragnarok, who we saw um, previously when... um, when the ant last was it the was it ant's last yes. appearance? Yep, ant was trying to uh, deal with a rampaging Ragnarok because someone had hijacked his body. Rich people, yes, <laughs> rich people hijacked his body. So I guess Ragnarok and uh, has been living like outside of Godtown this entire time, which is yep. unusual because usually they get, they get dragged back. Him and Grunhilda both, apparently. Right. Yeah, and it was in two forty two where he, where he, his only other appearance, I believe. Yeah, uh, he is getting royally fucked up, and uh, Grunhilda hears the struggle and is wanting to run to his aid, and Mickey's trying to save her bacon, but she just ain't having it. Thor is so damn brutal, man. Just rips his eyes out and just uses them for his own. <laughs> Which is great. I'm glad Thor has his eyes again. <laughs> just because jams the eyes in his own sockets. <laughs> I gotta know how Blood Blood Man Jim feels about that. Well, it makes more sense because they're gods. Like shit like this just yeah. works. That doesn't bother me at all. So you're okay right. with the fact that he just jams an eye in his socket and it works? Yeah, he's a god. Yeah, he's, he's a god. I think it's cool as fuck. You're not okay with that? No, I love it, dude. I was like, I just was expecting Jim to hate it. There's nothing. They're magic. There's not like questions of genetics involved it's cool it's cool as shit i love that this is how thor gets his eyes back dude i love his like rapey grin in the bottom so creepy (laughs) very creepy so gross dude you talk about creepy look at goddamn ragnarok looking like a horror panel (laughs) yeah his teeth gone his eyes out and just I don't know, though, that, that Thor with, like, the blood coming out of his eyes is like, ooh. Yeah, dude, it's creepy. Like you said, rapey vibes, dude. Just creepy. Yeah. He, creepy dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> I think that mixed with, like, on these first few pages, Eric's, like, shaky panels mm-hmm. just set a scene, just like a horror scene, you know? It's cool. It really, well, you're, you know, what's funny is uh, Eric really works hard to make every issue work as somebody's first issue. And, like, say that you didn't know Thor. Say that you didn't know what a bastard he was or just how brutal he is or how vicious. You learn real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. 
And what's funny is, like, appreciate some sequential art here. Like, every panel with Thor has that shaky, brutal panel. And the panel uh, borders outside of the cabin are, like, more clean and, like, thin. Yeah. And so, and right. then the minute she shows up in the cabin, everything's brutal. It's really subtle sequential right. art, but, oh. It's it's everything where Thor is involved yeah. in the scene. Yep. Um, because it's that whole, like, creep fact, like, that just chaotic, I guess is the word. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, dude. So good. It really impacts the reading experience. You know, it's almost subliminal. You pointed it out. Like when we were doing those previous reviews, or I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have even noticed it. But once you point it out, it's like, oh, man, dude, just like using even the panel border to help like convey storytelling. That's fucking nice. Yeah, it's it's enjoyable. Yeah, well, so real quick, since we have Thor, like, we know now, like, we're in the issue, we see he has his eyes. Cool little, like, hiding of the development in the uh, on the cover is, like, you go to the cover and look real quick, and, you know, Thor's got the squint, right? Like, so, right. On, so on the cover, you can't tell whether he's got his eyes not or, or not. But then, of course, we get the issue, and, you know, bam, he's jamming Ragnarok's eyes in his own holes, like, you know, like, within, like, panels, so... Just cool. I love. I love to have a little like uh, you know fake out there. Right. We have a fantastic Maxine and Malcolm moment. Uh, Jim, extra appreciative of this exchange. Oh yeah, Malcolm's totally in the right here. <laughs> Paul. Paul. Paul's just a weirdo showing up. Kids calling him grandpa. What the fuck, man? <laughs> right. I love it. I love the comedy. Of everyone else being like, eh, whatever. He's, and Malcolm being deeply disturbed by Paul. It's not, he's not his dad, period. It's true, but for some reason it just doesn't bother me. I don't know why. I don't mind Paul, like, I mean, showing up. I'll and be honest. In. He shares the, the, the memories, so it's not that it's, completely we've, off. And we've talked about But we've about learned this. over and over again the memories are kind of residual. If you didn't live, if you weren't the primary, you, the memories are not super strong. They're just kind of there. You have no emotional connection to them. Uh, at least that's how it's been implied to me. But. I'm sure, I'm sure though, like, if you're Angel and you had a connection to Dragon and some guy comes out and he looks exactly like Dragon besides the fin, the voice and everything, and has some of the memories, you'll have a connection That's to that terribly person. terribly creepy. How creepy that no, would be. You no, know, you know how I know it's not creepy? Because there's even, like, pop culture memes, if you will, about people <laughs> that are, like, hooking up with, like, you know, their fallen lovers, like, you know, twin brother or something like that, because it's just the closest that thing they can not do. not creepy? I'm just saying it is, but also too, people do it. You Look, know, when you're desperate. I'm sure Malcolm has read all his dad's tales of Dark Dragon and realized nothing good can come of this. <laughs> do you really think Paul is like a ill omen? Like there's bad things coming? I don't think so. Maybe I don't maybe think he got so. all of Dark Dragon's memories too, and he's feeling on the dark side. <laughs> he's got cur memories bouncing around in there. Who knows? Where does where does Maxine shop for these shirts? Nope. They're too no pants are the best pants. Too awesome. Probably on the internet, to be honest, because you can pretty much get anything <laughs> on a shirt on the internet. True, COVID. I uh, I love the little, I love the pinchy ear 
panel with like the stars coming <laughs> off the ear. <laughs> Me too, dude. Yeah, Malcolm's annoyed face, you know. He's not my dad. He's really annoyed that he was did the whole comic issue about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about what's funny is this way he puts it though. It totally makes sense that he would be annoyed. He's like he moved in with dad's old girlfriend and even started an issue of my comic. He's taken over my life. What the fuck? Oh, please, you were in a coma and it was your dad's comic book to begin with. He's, he's, he's not, he's my, not dad. my dad. <laughs> I like the Max. There's a lot of little reference footnotes on this one page. I, I love it. <laughs> it's good though. I think I don't mind them. They don't bother me. I like How about the scene that the C Savage Dragon 255 boxes that appear twice have the same mm-hmm. uh, star number because they're the same caption. Right. about Paul Dragon working in construction with one Makes arm? Makes sense. I love it, dude. I love that panel of Paul with just, like, the one arm and the scarf and the COVID mask. It's so good. All right. And, I yo, We got to have the Finn conversation now. No, I was going to say the Finn makes sense. Look at it. This but is where the shadow once again there's a pro- helps there's, there's, yeah. there's a problem, especially no. with this, especially with this very specific panel. No, lay it no. on me. It no. looks – look, how do I explain this? Okay. It go ahead. looks flat because if it was from this angle, there would be like, I don't know. I don't think the, it doesn't because there's shading. There's literally shading yeah, and shadow. Shading, yeah, but the shadow makes it look thin. No, no. It has no. it has depth. It has highlights at the top and dark at the. That shadow is not thin. It, the shadow is of the bottom of his like, fin. The bottom of his fin is triangle. Right, so, th- okay, shaped. so I don't have a way to actually illustrate this. It would make it a lot easier if I did. But if that was true, remember his face is in like a three-fourths view. It's not in profile. It's not straight on. So why doesn't the point of the fin like show up at the middle of his face? Why doesn't it curve around? I don't understand what you don't understand. I'll I'll have to diagram it after the podcast. Okay. All right. (laughs) Because I'll tell you. It's too hard to do this over the on on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say like on that panel so the the panel that you're referring to where it's here. a 3 quarters. You don't understand how like visually that black shadow coming off is sort of telling you that the fin has depth. Right, because it's it's underneath where I would think there would be meat. The fin doesn't con- it's flat on the tip. As in the profile, look below in the profile. I see it's it. Flat. I see right. it. I'm not blind. I'm just saying it still doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, but, like, what doesn't make sense? I will diagram it for you and pass it along. Okay. And then I, I need you to. Moving on. Craig, real quick. It makes sense to you now, right? It's a croissant. Don't drag me into this, damn it. It's a croissant. No, it does make sense It's me. a croissant yeah. with a flat tip, a triangle on the front. That's it. That's literally yes. what it is. Yes. All right, moving along. Yes. I do love that Paul is doing this. I love that uh, Alex is getting a happy ending. I don't care. Like, I love this old bitch, and I want her to have a happy ending. And I always thought Original Dragon did her dirty. And, you know, maybe Paul's making a joke about marriage, but I would love for these two to get married. I don't care. I don't think it's a joke. Do you think it's a joke? I don't think it's a joke. I think he's, like, ready to... Why wouldn't he, dude? Like, here's this chick that he's, like... 
she's super crazy about them, whether they really are the original two or not. Like, why wouldn't he? Right. I don't know. I hope they get married. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm rooting for them. Double wedding. Team Paul and Alex, do it. Pollux. Upstage Angel. I'm sure she'll love that. You know what? Sidebar. Whenever people propose at other people's weddings, yeah. it makes me furious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking like yep. taking the, the eyes off of the people whose day is supposed to be about, you know, taking the attention away. It's like going to someone's funeral and dying. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Guys. You'll have your time. This is mine. (laughs) Exactly. I just feel like it's like wedding jacking. Don't you feel it's like wedding jacking? Like you're just taking it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. (gasps) What if at Angel's wedding, Paul proposes to Alex, wedding jacker? That's what I'm saying. Oh, dude. What if they get married at their wedding? That's the worst. <laughs> got a priest. That's got, the worst. Got a priest there. Cheap. You're a cheapo. Um, Thor is villainous as hell. I have to assume that he uh, sexually assaulted and murdered Grunhilde. Uh, I think that is the implication. Yes, Raven. I, you got the you got the context. Congratulations. <laughs> just just saying. That's one evil son of a bitch. But he's always been a gross, rapey type dude. Yeah, like yes. It's always been his thing, so. Yep. And uh, interesting characterization. Just like her. Seems like his son's a little bit more tender-hearted than him. Well, yeah, you'd have to be. Like the whole, like the he's, whole issue. He's learning the ropes. Do you? But I mean, the whole issue. He's like questioning like Thor's ways. He's like, did, did that have to happen? And he's trying to keep Grunhilde safe. Like, don't go in there. It just seems kind of like I don't know. Like maybe if he could. Uh, go the distance he could be a good guy yeah i'm sure he's got a lot of years of being a good guy ahead of him <laughs> me too me too dude i think he's got a bright future that's one of my new spinoffs Mickey. <laughs> he's one of my he's one of my year of savage dragon characters i like that uh, thor is like informed that uh dragon is dead and just instantly he doesn't care he doesn't give a fuck somebody's got to pay and pay dearly <laughs> yeah it's gonna kill. He's like, uh, that'd be like, he's like, ah, oh, man, I want to really kill that Craig. Craig died. Well, I want to kill his kids then. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Fucking evil, dude. Well, he's a god. He, he, I, um, it's all about legacy. I really enjoy this angel, and you know, lately from, you know, in the past year, like, well, I guess since the anniversary, since two fifty, like her look and the attention that Eric's given her and stuff like that. Agree. Um, this one page, like even like her face, she looks really good. It looks, it's, she's just drawn. Well, I love that. Like she's trying to lose that weight that she gained from, uh, I guess COVID. I think it's a cool but, touch uh, because like, um, I've seen real people talking about the COVID weight they've put on. Yeah. And I like it. I just like it. It feels like you're talking about like... And the, she's getting ready for a wedding, too, so... Yeah. And if you've ever known anybody, it doesn't matter how good they look. When they've got a wedding coming up, it's fucking celebrity makeover time. Like, they're busting ass like crazy. Don't you guys love the snow effects on the uh, silhouette? Yeah. It's it's a cool dialogue, too. It's a good way to, to, to you know, 
portray a lot of information by having her like on the phone with Malcolm. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of a neat touch on this sequence because you're not getting Malcolm's part of it at all, but you completely know exactly what he's saying. <laughs> right. That's no, it's a cool little scene. I like it. I like it a lot too. Jim? I do like the point where she's like, like, <laughs> you know, Malcolm, you're from another dimension. I'm from another dimension. Alex is from another dimension. Don't go hating on Paul just because he's from another dimension. It kind of, you forget after all these issues, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> none of those characters are from this dimension. Right. <laughs> it's great, dude. It's great characterization, you know. It's funny, too, because you get the same conversation between uh, Malcolm and Angel that you got a pa- you know pages back between Maxine and Malcolm, and yet because right. he's talking to Angel, even though it's the same thing, he's got a completely different perspective. I mean, she's got a completely different perspective, and yet mm-hmm. she agrees with Maxine. Like it's just really nice characterization. You know what? I will take that Savage Dragon soap opera comic. <laughs> yeah, I-, I could just read pages and pages of that. <laughs> Then the Thor bastard hour continues. Uh, we get to see Miki being kind. Uh, you know, he's like uh, just wanting to ask for assistance. Ask? There will be no asking, boy. <laughs> Humans are to be commanded. They pray to gods and thank us for allowing them to exist. <laughs> so good, dude. Just kicking down his like suburbanite's home. Again, with the scratchy panel. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boom. Can you imagine? It's <laughs> just a, a family eating, and they're just turning like, oh, what the fuck? Can you imagine, like, fucking Thor kicks your door down? <laughs> Serve him well, or suffer his unholy wrath. <laughs> Tis Thor, god of thunder, who walks among you mortals. <laughs> so what? Good. Who the fuck is this guy? This clown. <clears throat> so good, dude. <laughs> And then mud dwellers. Mickey called them mud dwellers. It's pretty good. Do and as my father commands, mud dwellers. I mean, he's not all good. He's clearly a little shit. Well, he doesn't know any better. He's learning. Uh, I love uh, Eric Larson's snowball fight is what I've learned since Canada. <laughs> I'll take all those snowball fights you want to give me. It's a good way to um, you know who we have at least feature the kids for a panel, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a good way to fit them yeah. in. So it's like, hey, don't forget, you know? You know what we haven't seen in a while? Hmm. Where's Who's the that? maid? What's her name? Greta. Rita? Yeah. She's uh, Greta. <laughs> I said Greta. I said Rita. Uh, Greta would be at home. Uh, they wouldn't need her while they were out and about. Last snowball fight, she was there, though. Last time, yeah. Well, touche. A scant year ago. <laughs> Dude, I I love this scene between the Canadian and Malcolm, and it made me think differently about Malcolm and make me wonder if, like, people in this universe think that Malcolm's just, like, some actor and not a real superhero. I I got massive, massive Sergeant Marvel vibes. Yeah. He seems like a tool. (laughs) Just, like, the rigid leader that's kind of just douchey, unknowingly. You think he'd know better? I kind of like that he's not, like, a good guy. Like, he's not just immediately friendly with Malcolm. That's kind of nice. 
Yeah. That he just comes up and he just thinks, and you're right, Craig, like, uh, I, I hadn't really thought about like the way, like, you know, people in general perceived Malcolm, but it makes a lot of sense because not only did he have the reality TV show, he had the pay-per-view where he was fighting, you know, powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of got, well, he also makes the point that last time he saw him, he was like a bloody mess on the ground. Like, so he, <laughs> he's the only thing he's known in real life with Malcolm is seeing him torn apart. So it's like, is this guy really any good? Right. <laughs> he got destroyed by a chick that flings darts. Yeah. The cops killed dart and like fucking Malcolm <laughs> couldn't do it. You know what I mean? So like this guy's probably like eh, this fucking guy. I also like too like, it's kind of like, drives the point home look how goddamn inhumanly white his flesh is yeah it'll be interesting to see when he is eventually like unmasked like what the fuck's going on right telling you he's a snowman (laughs) just a snowman i think he's he's probably like that justice inc guy you ever see justice inc it's a kirby book no all uh, listeners, look it up. Jack Kirby, Justice Inc. He's just got like pale white flesh, and I don't even know the reason why. Anyway, it's good. I like it. I'll leave it to you to look it up, bro. Anytime there's a double page spread, holy shit, <laughs> fantastic! Our man Grizz taking a taking one in the teeth from Mjolnir. <laughs> I'm surprised these idiots aren't all dead. Well, they're a little tougher than you think, right? Uh, they would have to be. Like, they're getting their asses handed to them, true. But it's like Malcolm says later, you know, for, like, ruin a little bit. They just don't know. Like, they just don't know Thor is all. Which is why I'd assume they'd all be fucking murked. Well, they're just tougher than, yeah. They're just like, what's funny is we just don't know their toughness levels and you're kind of getting to see it right now. Like, they, to me, I thought Thor was going to murder the shit out of them. And, nah, man, they are... Unfortunately, they do have future cover armor. (laughs) That's not a guarantee of nothing. Not a guarantee of nothing. But, but uh, I, love, I love it. I love when Eric draws boots with traction and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ragnarok had a good boot earlier yeah. in the issue, you know. But this is great. All these fucking like downed trees, and like you know, just fucking all this foliage and shit. Uh, me, uh, what's his name? Miko. Mika. Miki. Miki. Miki's trying. Mickey, He's trying Mickey. his hardest. Wimp. Wimp. I'm kind of annoyed. God, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I say, I'm kind of annoyed you don't see more of like action from that Blue Jay guy or the Jet. Like, I feel like this is this splash is the only thing we see of them in this issue. Well, we certainly see the blue guy getting his head fucking crushed. <laughs> he, he's uh, you flip the page, he's getting a pretty good pounding to the head. So <laughs> that might be why you don't see him later. <laughs> he might be dead if you wanted a body count. He might be fucking dead. You know what I mean? I mean, he's got an armor. I mean, maybe they're disposable. Yeah, you never That's know. That's true. A, maybe a he's a robot. Hard. Yeah, like a diehard mm-hmm. situation. No, maybe he's that a, actually would be pretty awesome. Maybe he's a Tony Stark who just got his head pulped, 
Now we'll get a, then we'll get a Jim Rhodes. They they That's open right. the they open his mask and just fucking blood just pours out like soup. <laughs> it's just yeah. God, God damn. It's just a government suit. They just put different people in it. You're next, Pally. <laughs> Guys, uh, I love Flaming Skullhead like Northern Light. <laughs> yeah. She's so awesome. Flame or whatever. I don't know. Northern Light. No I'm kidding. Like, uh, yeah, she's fucking awesome as shit. I love I almost, her visual. If, if we didn't have that Freak Force cover, I probably would have thought Raptor was a goner when I saw that panel of her head getting grabbed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought Raptor was going to get decapitated. I really fucking did. I appreciate <laughs> the shadows on the boobs through her shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just say, I just appreciate it. I love the scene. <laughs> They're showing up in the helicopter. And the panel, the, the helicopter pilot, he's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And the Canadian's just like, hold on, Gully. It's going to hit. The guy's name is Gully. <laughs> Gully, yeah. Was that unintentionally funny? I just like, a, like, he's just some known guy. Is this their, like, their helicopter, like North Force's helicopter pilot, Gully? <laughs> yes. They don't have a Quinjet type thing. They just get a little helicopter. Just a helicopter. Driven well, by Gully. Well, it's a, it's a police chopper. You see later it has police written on the side. Uh, all right. Oh, okay. Red. That's what's throwing me off. Oh, it is. You're right. Good call. So the police just like choke it, like chauffeur them around? You know, they work with the police clearly because when fucking they killed Dart. There was North Force and the cops, like, side by side, so. Right. I gotta say, I do love the thought balloons that Canadian has as he runs away from the chopper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Do you guys not appreciate it? I don't hear applause. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, thought balloons, yeah, Thought balloons are absolutely a tool uh, that have a purpose, and there's no reason to fucking not use them. I just, I'm glad you brought it up. Like, as a pet peeve, like, I can't stand when people say, there's no reason to ever use a thought balloon. And it's like, shut the fuck up. It has, it absolutely has a reason. Like, what, what, like, if someone used captions in this case, you would have to put them over where Malcolm is letting go of the helicopter. To say, Malcolm Dragon releasing the helicopter shifted its weight, causing it to miss the hammer. And even then, that wouldn't work because there's been no narrator up to this point. Right. So to just bring in a narrator for like one panel to explain what the fuck's happening makes no sense. No, I love thought balloons. That's a weird panel, too. Which one? The one where he's got all the thought balloons. Oh, he's just running away from the chopper. No, the panel yeah. itself, it like kind of just bleeds off screen. Oh. Off page. It's got that big bridge's border. Is that what you like? Well, it's not. It's just got it, borders on two sides. It's it, just strange. Like, it's, it, I don't it, it's not, see it's, that. it's not a drop shadow like bridges. It's just. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, I think it's just so that it frames him so it shows that he's not in the fight where we go immediately. Yeah. He's, yeah, it just puts him in a different place. Um,. I do like the use of the thicker borders. We also get one when Malcolm drops off the chopper and hits Thor in the face. Um, I yeah, like, th- 
look at it's so many they're all different panels every panel you got the open panel which is just the page yep the border panel the regular panel the scratchy panel weird that's awesome love it i love it um knowing that malcolm is on the bottom of the chopper now i want you to jump back to the page where raptor is getting thrown through at the top panel yeah look at the chopper in the background (laughs) his little body underneath do you see it do you see it (laughs) <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, like, wait, 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 wait! Just the, like a tiny little legs hanging off the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh you, you mean you mean the panel under hers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's right next to Thor's word balloon. The first one the where words, you see the helicopter. Right. He says, "What is this? Methinks others seek to join the fray." Right next to that word balloon. Look at the bottom of the chopper. Just a get t- to the chopper. The tiniest little Malcolm. <laughs> I love it. It's good, dude. I love uh, I love Malcolm's uh, fucking dialogue. I think that uh, he has his own voice. You know, he doesn't talk just like Dragon. Not at you all. Know, time for the main event. It's on, Hammer Man. This is happening. It's good, dude. I love it. And uh, fucking Thor calling him the spawn of the ugly toad. <laughs> Blinded him. It's good. It's so good. Love it. Of course, really, Dragon didn't blind Thor. Kerr did, right? Yeah. Well, sure. I don't think Thor would know that, right? No, probably not. Right. Or care is more probably more important. Like he fucking Thor probably doesn't give a shit about that. Jim, your night boy uh, gets showcased. I gotta yeah. say, he does. It's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. He's a, he's attacking that 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 power belt he wears. He's using strategy. Hmm. It uh, doesn't work it's out cool. so great. Uh, looks like his armor gets blasted off pretty good. Uh, no, he, what do you mean? He gets thwacked and you see pieces of his armor flying off. No, that's Thor's belt. Oh, you're right. I guess he does succeed. Okay, because it's weird because I could have swore he's still wearing his belt. Uh, maybe not. Because Thor's got that little T on his belt. Yeah, and this is half a T. I guess he does break the belt off. Nice. Yep, the strength doubling belt. So... It's cool. He gets to, you know, do something important. And in fact, look how awesome that Frakathum is. It's pretty good. On the on the panel. That's goddamn great. Yeah, it is. It's really like coming at you. <laughs> I love it. And then I saw this coming, I'm sure everyone, as soon as that hammer went flying. Somebody has to die, Craig. I started laughing. <laughs> because I knew, I was like, oh my god, here it fucking comes, dude. <laughs> Scream! <laughs> so good, dude. Look at the panel with the ear and the hair. Oh. He's like, Mickey! When the hammer comes back to him. And it's, <laughs> it's just, just an ear. <laughs> came flying off. It was stuck to the hammer as it's returning to him. Right. Oh, Malcolm gave him the old duck. And I'm like, what's great is Malcolm foreshadows it with, oh, yeah? Oh, Malcolm, <laughs> you and your accidentally killing everyone around you. I have him, Father. Strike him down. I'll hold him for you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so good. Uh, we do see... Um, J- I don't know. Maybe he didn't realize, though, Mickey doesn't have super strength or something, you know? Malcolm makes that mistake a lot. Malcolm wouldn't have realized. Hold on, let's back. This I mean, up. that's how that's how he killed Sir, uh, Scourge. Because who would who would even think getting a finger poke of doom like that would kill you? 
Well, the shit that you pulled. <laughs> back it up, Raven. What are you backing up? Um, no, I just wanted to see if Malcolm would have seen Raptor and Miki fighting. Probably Technically, not. he is on the helicopter, like on that same panel, right? But where where she's getting thrown by Thor, yeah. But who knows if he actually saw Miki and Raptor mm-hmm. fight? So who knows if he knew like Miki's strength level? He probably did. This but this kid's see, in the middle do. of a. Sorry, go ahead. We do see uh, uh, Jet there getting up off the ground in that that. Yeah. So we know he's not toast. I, Oh, you're right. His head's not souped. Haha, <laughs> take that, Mark Welser. We noticed. <laughs> we noticed the thing, sucker. I would say Mickey is in the middle of a huge, like, superpowered fight, and he's not dead or hurt. So. Oh, I, well, he's a quarter god, so he's fine. He, he, right. you know, well, actually, he's half god, because Thor's pure god. Half, yeah. Yeah, so he's got to be tougher than human, but he's not tougher than Thor's hammer to the face. Clearly. I think Malcolm can be forgiven for thinking that Miki would, like, you know, not fucking live. Because, again, what Craig's saying is Miki's there among all these people fighting. Right. The cool thing I, I do love, we kind of glossed over it just a little bit, is, like, the just the, the minute that, like, fucking, you know, Flagman runs off the chopper, uh, you basically see North Force, who seemed kind of beaten, jump up and start actually being effective. Yep. Right. It's almost so like it, some actual leadership showed up. Well, it's just cool to see them rally. Like, even though they were overwhelmed, like, they rallied. And the minute Malcolm gives, like, uh, you know, the night the info about the belt, like, the next thing he does is chop the goddamn belt off. So, pretty sweet. I think it's kind of cool to show North Force not being worthless, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it wasn't like, oh, look how cool Malcolm is. He came in and Can- saved Canadian's the Canadian's a little worthless. With his little freaking <laughs> kick to the head there. That's a cool pose. Yeah. <laughs> and he dodged. He dodged. He the did dodge. He's fast. He is fast. Yeah. And he blends in well with the snow. <laughs> um, I did, well, Oh, you know what? I didn't notice this. I don't know if this is an error or what, but the knight here, uh, his shield's on his, uh, on his left when he gets, you know, when he gets hit, knocked aside. Mm-hmm. But when he's... Stabs Thor in the belt. His his uh, shield's on the right. Oh, he can switch. Uh, yeah, he just switched. I mean, he lost his he lost his sword when he got bracket boomed. Yeah, so typically you would use your lead hand for your sword, but if you're going to go chop someone's belt with, if you're going to use your shield as a weapon, you yeah, I guess switch you it would, to your right. You hand. would put it in your dominant hand. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it works. Well, I, don't I guess we won't fire Eric for that one. <laughs> not this time yeah but be on your best so what do you think with this last panel when you see like thor like all supercharged up are we gonna have a lightning versus you lightning know i kind of glossed over these last three panels because i thought thor was just leaving i didn't actually realize he was grabbing malcolm by the face and just dumping the lightning into him so i, I can't have wait no idea what this means I can't wait. Do you, do you guys think with this you know last caption we know what the cover of the next issue is a walk on the wild side with um what's the tiger's name again uh, Walter Walter it seems like it's going to be more of a kid centric Walter and Amy issue do you think this pauses and we get back to the action after that issue or do you think it's going to be a combined maybe possibly. I don't know. 
I think you got I think you can't walk away from this finale without giving a payoff. I disagree. I think you can wait a month. No. <laughs> I mean, the issue after this is the North Force, the Force cover issue, right? Right. Or is it? No. I just said that without Oh, what? After it. what? Which one? After Walking the Wild Side. It's the Team Malcolm uh, on North Force cover, right? I believe so. I could We're about to find out. totally see the cliffhanger of this not getting resolved until the start of that. Mm. I could see that happening. Do a little baby's day out and then uh, cut back to the action. No way. I think he's going to give us, I think he's going to give us uh, a a resolution because the thing is, is that we don't know what's going to happen. It's a great cliffhanger. Malcolm having lightning powers. We even question, we're like, well, what happens? Like when Malcolm gets blasted by lightning, like, is he affected because it's God lightning? Is he going to become supercharged? Like what happens? Like, so it's awesome because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. Is Malcolm going to just be limbs in a hospital again for a month? <laughs> or is he going to fucking like you know, Hulk out and just blast the shit out of Thor? Who knows, dude? Yes, Malcolm is going to Hulk out. You never know, dude. Supercharged Malcolm. Super Saiyan Malcolm. It was awesome. It was fucking great. I love Thor showing up. I think he's a badass. I love to see North Force shine. Like, I just thought this was just everything that I could have personally wanted. Yep. Pour one out for Grunhilda, dude. Yeah. <sighs> Sweet character design just tossed it in a, <laughs> tossed away. Oh, but killer stuff. 256 felt like it was a little bit of a dip for me. I didn't enjoy it as much as the previous issues, which seemed to like be setting the world on fire for me. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like this issue just came right back. Like, this is everything I want in a Savage Dragon comic. Like, just cool teams. You know, Thor is a massive villain. Uh, I don't know. Just a lot of cool action. It was a good one. Surprises. Great splashes. Agreed. Yeah, this is Savage Dragon firing on all cylinders to me. Jim? And then, I was going to say just one other, I mean... Beyond that, and we'll get to it soon, is th- even the extras in this. There's yeah. still more. Ethereum's been great. Yeah, totally agree, dude. This Ethereum backup has been fantastic. Fantastic. I love this little interview here. Yeah, the interview's cool. Gives us a it little Ethereum checklist. Yeah, I love that. Love it, dude. That's key because, you know, you want to go back and try to read it in order. Now that everything's up, everything's been printed in color now. Except for Megaton, I guess you'd have to... Everything else you can get within the pages of Savage Dragon, but if you want to read the original Megaton stuff, right. which is its own story, you have to go through, Meg, you know, get up the Megaton issues. Maybe they'll get reprinted in a few issues. I do like, though... I love this reading list um, because, you know, like if you look at it, like you said, Craig, only four issues really are not readily available for Savage Dragon fans that have all the issues on hand. 
Right. So technically, you could absolutely just scoop up all your say, like old Savage Dragon issues and just blast through them and do a little E three and like reading. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's key for new readers too because it gives you the the, the reading order because they are a little bit out of order. Um, with like the first kind of thing that you should be reading is from issue two fifty to two fifty seven, and then it kind of gets back into. A regular order. It's cool. I like the idea. Um, you know, I love to learn about these characters. It's been one of the fun things about Savage Dragon is like uh, even doing the retros with you guys, like on Wild Star. It's just like the extra history, picking up all these satellite characters, then like you know, learning like where they're from and who they're, what they're all about, and stuff. And it's cool to know that like you know. Uh, Frank is like, uh, I mean, Ethereum is like Frank Savage Dragon, like a character that has been with Frank his whole life. Like, it's cool to know. And I, I love that. I love to see like whenever yeah. somebody has a character that it's like it's their passion and they're doing this character like their whole life just because they have these stories in their head. They just got to tell to me. That's always I'm going to be super excited for that. So very cool. Did you guys catch that that key question though? Like, will original Ethereum story from Megaton see the light of day again? And they're working on it. Yeah, it's cool. Plan, plans <laughs> to take all four stories from Megaton, conclude the series in a collected volume. He's drawn the last forty pages to finish the arc from the eighties, um, and he's hoping it'll be in color. And then it said it'd be nice to see it in the Watchers of Pirate Gorge, Pyrite Gorge collected too, which was collected in Savage Dragon 245 through one, I mean 145 through 159. And that would kind of conclude all the standalone Ethrian stuff and then of course he's Oh right. Part oh right, of the, the watch Vanguard. the watch of the Pirate Gorge was the Ethrian backup. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize it had a name. It's been a long time ago. Some of these stuff is like, you know, <laughs> Like 145, like think how long ago that has actually been in like real life. It, it is, you know, I'm actually shocked. It was only a year separated from when Vanguard Outpost Earth started. I actually, th- right. I actually thought that Ethereum backup ran a long time before then. Uh, nope. I thought that was actually closer to the early hundreds, not the mid. So, I should revisit those. So that's cool. That was a pretty good story. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm it, looking. It was also kind of a weird time because when it first debuted, I won't lie, I had no fucking idea what was going on, what this was. Me either. Yeah. yeah, me either. I was like, Ooh. but by the end of it, I went back and reread the whole thing, and it was actually really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Same, same, dude. I was like, who's this barbarian guy? What? It was almost like when I first started reading, and all those Megaton Megaton Man comics were in the back, and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't make heads or tails of that shit either. <laughs> now I get it, but then it was just like, what is this? Why is this? Does this have anything to do with Savage Dragon? <laughs> yeah, right. I, it, this makes me want to go back now and re- reread those, uh, you know, at least the Watches of, of Pirate Gorge. Totally. Because it ties in so well. Like, you know, this ethe- Ethereal Warriors is setting up that next chapter 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to go back and like just reread like Watchers of Pyrite Gorge, and then even those Vanguard like they're still pretty fresh in my mind, like Outpost yeah. Earth and Homecoming. But like, do, just do a straight read through. Like, I would love to do it because you know right. it's funny. Like as backups, your mind kind of disjointedly keeps it up. But like, yeah, this is these are whole stories, dude. Like, I'm to- I'm glad you told me, Craig, to get the one shot, the black and white one shot. Yeah. Because it kind of like, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I was like, this reads completely different all at once. Yeah, you're right. So thanks for that recommendation. Like, definitely. Oh, you are most certainly welcome. I try. I try. Um, Shall we do the uh, backup itself? Yeah, let's, let's go through it real quick because it, it was quite enjoyable and it's the last part. It yeah. ends the series. There's some fun things to talk about, but man, I love that first panel mm-hmm. of the series with uh, Vanguard's arm and stuff. It just looks cool. It's <laughs> just massive. Yeah, just fucking huge. <laughs> Basically, Zakor has been defeated. His eyes are popping out of his head. <laughs> He's shamed. <laughs> Look how angry. <clears throat> and they're gonna send him back to prison in his home world. And even even Ithrian has uh, become a softy to his little uh, sidekick with the staff. For now. Yeah, it seems like Ithrian's getting a little more chill, but that only lasts so long. Right. I, I love how it comes back to the satellite, that modem is kind of trapped in, so you know, like, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they, they beam everyone back, and then it blows up, and everyone gets across except for E3, and he's stuck on our Earth, whereas everybody gets back to uh, whatever their home world is called. I forget. Um, uh, I, don't know. Anyway. I don't know if it... It must have been given a name. The key thing... Well, they went back to the powerhouse. That's what matters. Yeah, the key thing... Well, there's two powerhouses, one on Earth and one on their original planet. Right, the key thing is that uh, our man Zakora there is like fucking... He's the ethereal warrior there now. <laughs> so Yeah, so they were going to take his lens and imprison him, but now they're going to be dependent on him to save the planet if needed. Right. And everybody's just sort of like... <laughs> God damn it. This asshole. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on uh, the powerhouse in Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> in Pirate Gorge, right, right. right? As soon as I um, read that, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, jeez." It's funny how like Ethan goes from being kind of becoming a cool guy to like just basically being like a jackass. You fucking morons! <laughs> I'm stuck yeah, here. A- He's an asshole right away. <laughs> well, he's an asshole here, and then he's an asshole to this other guy. Calls him a freaking yeah. lowly dog. <laughs> right. Yeah, what's, this what's poor bastard. We're talking about, like, people being assholes, and, like, man, Van and Wally are kind of dickheads, too. They're just like, oh, shit, we got to get out of here later. <laughs> oh, I left my girlfriend stranded in France. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, dude. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, 
fucking E3 and his fucked. He can't get back to uh, his home planet. And uh, Wally's like, mm, I don't know. I got starship maps. Maybe that'll help you. And he's like, nah, not without powerhouse to guide me. It won't. And then you got this poor fucker that's been mutated. <laughs> like, how brutal Ethereum's like, yeah, you'll forget your old life soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just He's just a cold dude. Like, he's not really a hero at all. No. He's more reminds me of, like, just like a Greek god type thing that just, and I guess that's probably what Frank's going for, you oh, know. Yeah. He just, uh, you know, he just doesn't really have time for the common person. He's just there to do his purpose. Yeah, he's not really got that human uh, touch. He's definitely got that, like, I'm, you know, from a superior stock. (laughs) Which I think is why it kind of plays well, like, the way his characters are. um, I forget the guy's name with the staff. Oh, Kel? Um, Yeah, like, it kind of gives a more human element. Krell. Right. It just kind of gives Ethereum the more human element, like the more friendlier take on it. Like they're always paired together. So anyway, totally agree though. No, I agree. It's a good pairing, a good dynamic. Uh, Van yeah, coming it's... to Paris to try and smooth things over. Not a, not working for him. It's funny how Van still has his like ethereal armor on. <laughs> ethereal underwear anyway. Yeah. <laughs> modem bro when she's going to the phone how funny is like the little modem going into the phone yeah <laughs> i love it dude <laughs> and this 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 page looks great colored yeah. yes yeah totally agree um i love frank fosco draws a great vanguard like he draws the proportions just right like he's just mm-hmm. he, he's a great vanguard artist totally agree dude Totally agree. Fantastic. But yeah, uh, enjoyable um, story. You know, we'll see Modem come back again um, on the Vanguard backups. Um, but it was fun. I, I really, really enjoy when Fosco does backups in Savage Dragon. Agreed, man. Agreed. And, you and know, Gary. I don't want to leave Gary Carlson out because his com- you know, his writing is fun. Oh, no. Everybody delivered. Like, you know, like the colors, the lettering, like the writing, like 10 out of 10. So it's funny. Whenever this first started, I was kind of like, oh, no, we're missing like, you know, funnies and moonbeard and stuff. But it doesn't take long before you just like get sucked in. And you're like, yeah, this kicks ass. (laughs) Totally. This kicks ass, too. So pretty awesome overall. Fucking like you said, like feels like a fantastic issue. Yep, it's no complaints here. Great action issue. Uh, I definitely can't wait to see what's going on with North Force and Malcolm's relationship with them. I think uh, that could be a well. It could it could be the start of his SOS era, or maybe it's a you know a trick. (laughs) I personally would love to see North Force get like, you know, proper treatment, you know, be part of the cast. But hey, if it's a trick, you know, I'm sure Eric has a good trick up his sleeve, whatever. Right. So what do we got next, Raven? 
Savage Dragon 258, a walk on the wild side. Amy Dragon skips school to run off on a wild adventure with Walter, the talking tiger. And if you recall, it's a fantastic cover. Google it if you haven't seen it. Savage Dragon 258. Still currently my favorite cover. It's a fucking good one, dude. It is glorious. Just chilling on the corner. So yeah, I've really fantastic. enjoyed all the covers. So you know, like you said, this past year, just just amazing. Every cover has been a banger. Yes. Hmm. Sooner or later, you got to drop that ball. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, dude. It's hard to constantly be number one. But it's so king of the heap it's every a rap week. Or... What's that? I said, Savage Dragon remains the king of the heap every week. I mean, every time That's I right. fucking... I, you know, hey, just saying, like, buy a shit ton of comics, usually 50 bucks every time I check out. Savage Dragon, bar none, always the best shit I read every fucking time. So, it's a pleasure. Thanks for chatting Savage Dragon with me, fellas. Yep. Thank you. Have- it's been fun. And as always, you can always contact us at savagefincast at gmail.com. Leave a message on our website, uh, savagefincast.com. You can leave a comment on our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube slash savagefincast, and uh, leave us a... Subscribe. Sorry, what? Oh, yeah, subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, helps us out. Uh, so thanks. Thanks again. Thanks, Thank everybody. Take care. <laughs>